Good evening and welcome to the Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Bryant, and this is Season 3, Episode 2. Uh, I recently did an episode earlier today, uh, probably about five, six hours ago, so we're doing pretty well. The reason being was because um, it's nothing special. I was meant to do an episode yesterday, but I had work and I finished very late, so I didn't feel uh, motivated to do it. You should be disciplined. It's like, no, but I didn't want to do it at the time. So there was that. And uh, I, I've had a lot of time today. Uh, I've had, you know, I, I don't have any work today. So I thought I'll make the most out of it. So this is the second episode. Right. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about health and fitness. More specifically on how to get shredded, because that is an area where I think I am... I I know the most on like I am very good at it. If you came to me and asked me, Joe, um, get shredded or Joe, how can I get shredded? I could easily get shredded within I'd probably say a month, and I would give you the tips as well, which I'm going to do. So <clears throat> the first thing you need to understand, and uh, it's a good study. If you don't believe me research it but a lot of young guys want a six-pack and first of all if you want a six-pack I know the the the, the first thought is oh I'm gonna get a six-pack and it'll help me get girls it's like no that's not a good way to think don't don't ever think that way towards women it's just it's not right when it comes to your physique it's yours for a reason right look good for yourself only right if you try to look good for anyone else it just leads to insecurity that you've got to prove something you don't have to prove anything anyway in the essence of getting shredded um you need 10 percent body fat in order to have a six pack right so even if you've never hit the gym in your entire life because everyone technically has a six pack how the body works is that you have hidden muscle and all our muscles are the same um there are some people in the world who have eight packs and 10 packs. I think there's probably someone who is and even has a 12 pack. That's down to their, to their genetics. That's it, it, it is what it is, but everyone has at least six packs, right? But not everyone has a six pack, which is visible. And that's when mu- muscle mass and body fat percentage come in. All muscle definition, to, to put it simply, is muscle mass minus body fat percentage that's the simplest way you know if i want you to to memorize one thing of this episode is muscle mass minus body fat percentage the simplest way to get shredded right so let's say for example um you're watching this now and you want to find out your body fat percentage because you might not know what it is well first of all if you don't see a six pack you know it's not a 10% there. And that's fine. That's uh, that, that's, that's fine. The first thing I, I recommend is getting a... thing. It's, it's a BMI scale. So they're selling these everywhere now. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them on eBay if you want to. Uh, they cost anywhere from about 5 to 15 quid. I think I mine for about 10 quid. And it measures different areas such as body fat percentage, muscle mass, water levels, visceral fat, uh, how much muscle mass you have, how much lean, 
skeletal uh, muscle mass you have, <coughs> it, it it monitors. Um, I'm not sure the rest, but it, it monitors multiple different levels. Uh, so you stand on the weight. Let's just say you're like you know, 75 kg, and it shows that you're 15% body fat. Um, so, so it it works in two different ways. It will either show you it on the scale, or it will show you it on an app. For my one, I've got an app. Uh, it's called Moving Life or Moving with Life, and you um you you press start, you step on the scale. It's Bluetooth automatic, so you only need, need, need to connect it once. Measures your body weight, measures your body fat percentage, and it just tells you everything, basically. I think at the moment, I'm about uh, 80, anywhere between 82 to 84. I'm probably about like 83 kg today. My body fat percentage is typically in the lower 20s. So I think last time I checked, mine was 23% body fat, uh, which obviously is pretty high, I think. The optimal um, weight is, is considered to be anywhere from fifteen to twenty percent. Um, oh no, I think it's I think it's twelve, twelve to twenty percent, something like that. So uh, I would be classed as being obese, basically. Um, but that's because I'm bulking. But I have been. I think the lowest I've been is probably about six percent body fat. So I have 72, 71 kg and six percent body fat. So I was very lean. So I'm aiming this time to get to about 75, 76 kg and about um, anywhere between 8 to 10% body fat. So I would have gained an extra, basically almost like a kilo of muscle, which is, sorry, not a kilo, um, a stone of muscle, which is just, which is pretty good, pretty good. So that's to get a clear goal in it. So whatever your goal is, um, whatever your status is right now, write it down, note it down, put it on your phone. And that'll give you a clear idea of where you are currently. <clears> the <throat> next step is you want to focus on the diet plan because apps are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. All these fitness influencers give people advice on how to get shredded and how to get in better shape. And there's great tips, great exercises that you can have, and that's amazing. But um, if you don't get, if you don't have a good diet, it's never going to work. There are some people who have really good genetics and they can get away with eating really rubbish food and get in better shape easily. Uh, but unfortunately, not most people are like that. The whole purpose of that is that they just have a very good metabolism. And there's two things which, which, which determine a good metabolism. That is one, genetics, and two, um, how good their fitness conditioning is. So these people have probably been doing sports for years, you know, whether that's things like football or rugby or dancing or, or whatever. So their, their metabolism is naturally very good. But that's the beauty of that is that even if you are, let's say, for example, you're really overweight. Let's say you're like uh, 18 stone and your class is as obese, right? Um, now, if you've gone, let's just say you're in your 20s, your early 20s, and you've, you've gone up all your life and maybe your, your parents or your family weren't the healthiest. And you've, you've had this limiting belief that because your family genetics aren't that good, that no matter how hard you work, you're never going to get in good shape. Well, you've identified the problem. The problem is your mindset, right? You believe that because your family, because your family have struggled with weight, that you are the same. But I've just told you a fact that, you know, there's metabolism, which can be changed. If you have a look on, on the internet, have a look on different sites, I can recommend to you one um, if you like as well. 
if you search up um, how to change your metabolism, the, one of the, there's multiple sites, but the main thing it says is to have consistent fitness, to go to the gym consistently, right? Now, most people's protocol towards going to the gym is very short-term based. So they'll go to the gym. Um, not most, most people don't get a PT. Most people don't because, they, you know, they think about money, think, oh, no, I can't afford it. I'll just go, I'll just go on the treadmill, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with having a PT, especially if you don't know what you're doing and you have specific goals. Probably one of the best things that you could do is get a PT. Um, I've learned everything that I've got from courses, from YouTube. Um, I think I, I've invested probably about just over three grand into health and fitness knowledge. So um, you could argue that I'm pretty good at it. But um, yeah, so, so if, if you're an overweight person or maybe you're struggling with your, your body fat, um, getting consistent with your fitness is key. And a lot of people have a short-term goal. So they go to the gym maybe for like, you know, two, three months, they get really toned, they're really happy with their progress and they go back to bad habits again. They go back to Netflix binging, to food binging, takeaway binging. Um, they go out and parties too much and whatnot. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, those things are enjoyable. I love watching films. I love eating takeaways and bad food. I love going out with the boys. Who doesn't? Right. But you no, know, there's a good philosophy. There's a good quote in, in life. It says everything in moderation. Right. If you do anything too much, it can drastically affect your life. Right. Whether that's if you're if you're overeating, if you're watching maybe too much porn, if you're uh, addicted to gaming, if you're addicted to just staying indoors and not going out socially, whatever the thing that you're trying to avoid, that's just going to make it harder. So you have to, a lot of it's just stepping out of your comfort zone and going out, being consistent and sticking to the results, right? It's that saying if Rome wasn't built in a day, if Elon Musk went out and he earned a billion and stopped working, he would probably lose all his money within um, a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, but more likely a couple of days because he has to constantly be in operation and create a system for all of his staff in order to be making that money consistently. And, you know, your standards, most people's standards aren't going to be on the same level as Elon Musk. But, you know, if you want to stay in good shape, you have to be consistent. And you don't have to put in like a million miles of, of work. You don't have to like go to the gym an hour or two hours a day. You can literally go to the gym or not even go to the gym. Just go out for a walk or go out for a run for about 20 minutes, three times a week, right? And you can stay in good shape. My mum, for example, um, she's she's very on and off. She's not very consistent at all. But she recently started going to the gym and she tried to make herself accountable by paying towards lessons. And I, at first, I didn't think it was a good idea, but that's because of how I feel about the gym. You know, I've never had a PT. I've been to the gym since I was 14. I've never had a PT because I, I know how, how health and fitness work. I know how to get in good shape. Um, I'm always learning and I'm, I'm confident in my ability. But my mum, you know, she hasn't had much experience. So she's decided to pay towards lessons down in the gym. And they're doing like a circuit course there. Um, <clears throat> and the reason why it's good, the fact that she's paying, is because, um, well, if she pays and she doesn't go, the only person who's missing out is herself, right? So it makes, it, it would make no point at all if she paid and didn't go. Because she would lose in one 
um, on financial circumstances. You should be losing money. And two, to be missing out on an opportunity to get in better shape. You should be wasting time. And she would probably, for those reasons, feel worse by herself. So the accountability there is really good. <clears throat> so maybe if you're someone who struggles with accountability and you want to become um, more consistent with that, then going out and maybe getting a PT or going out with a friend who can be your accountability partner or a gym instructor or a nutritionist or painting the classes, that could help you because that could put you in the mindset that, um, well, if I don't pay, well, if I don't go, what's the point? I'm just wasting not only my time, my money, and I'm not making any progress. So I feel really capable. I feel shame and guilt about myself, right? So having that is a really good idea. Now, I can imagine a lot of people watching this are probably youngsters um, who want to grow and want to become better. And uh, especially if you were, like for me, when I first started, um, it's always been a bit of a mix. So when I, throughout my early primary school years and early high school, I was a bit of a chubby boy. I, I had a bit of pounds on me. And... Um, that wasn't really a problem because I enjoyed sports. And even if, even though I had a bit of weight on me, I was really good at sports. So I was really athletic. I, I, anything that I loved, I would put just 110% effort into it. I, I really enjoyed it. But then um, I know that my dad used to go to the gym a lot. Um, and I wanted to go to the gym. I, I wanted to get in better shape. So I sat when I was 14. And because my motivation was just awful, like at that time, I, would just, I was just, just gaming have awful snack foods uh just wasn't very productive at all um you know doing lazy things like um um just just wasting my young not wasting my young years but there were countless times where i could have gone out maybe gone to the gym or or done more i would say best best way to put it is do more productive things and a big part of that was motivation i didn't have any motivation but that's why Discipline is so important. For example, the day actually, I, I went to the gym and I was doing legs. And um, I think how my mind works is that um, it's very focused on the, probably going to say this wrong, on the um, circadian rhythm. I definitely said that wrong. So what that is, is that um, it's to do with light. So if there's, if there's light outside, so if it's sunny, you're going to feel awake but if it's dark outside you're probably going to feel more tired and different people have uh, are more submissive to the circadian um, rhythms um on various different reasons i haven't done enough research so i don't know it's probably a mix of genetics and certain life factors but um <clears throat> we're in winter now and it, it got dark at about you know late four it's just crazy and i got to the gym and I just felt so tired. Like, I didn't even, I think I did uh, calf raises, right? Just four times 12. And I just felt really, really tired. I was like, I don't think I could do any more sets. I'm just going to fall asleep. I'm just going to, I could, I, I felt so tired. I was yawning all the time. I had tears coming out of my eyes. I was like, I could literally, I'm probably going to fall asleep right now if I, if I don't go up. But, and I could have definitely gone harder. There's always something that you can improve on. Um, for example, I didn't do any glute exercises today. Uh, I usually go fucking so hard on glutes. So I do um, 
um, hip thrusters. And I can do them really big. Like, I'm really strong on them. Like, my previous PB was 250 times 5. Um, that's not counting the bar. The bar is like 7.5 kg. So, technically, it's 257.5 kg times 5. That is my body weight times 3 and a bit times 5, which is insane. Uh, the main reason is because there was a guy there... Um, by the name of Liam, and he was a big guy, much bigger than me. And he does, um, he used to do weightlifting for a group. And he, um, I saw him lift him that easy. But no, he, he was probably, he was really big. He was probably about like, I'd say about 100 kg, or maybe a bit over. He was like six foot one or two, and probably about 100 kg. So it makes sense for him to lift that heavy weight. But in my mind, because I can just be such a stubborn asshole sometimes, I thought if he can do it, why can't why can't me? He, he said to me, "Oh, do you want to lower the weight?" And in my mind, I was like, "You fucking wanker!" Like, like I know he was trying to be nice about it, but I'm like, you know, I know that you're big, but that doesn't mean I can't do it, right? So I just went there and I just fucking did the weight. I, again, I can be a stubborn a stubborn asshole sometimes, right? And, you know, maybe in this journey, that is a backlash for me. And that's something that I need to work on. And that's exactly why I'm doing this. As I said in the previous episode, um, a lot of it is about just becoming better, being more competent so that I can be more humble. Um, no, not, you know, just, just becoming a better person, becoming a better version of Joe. Anyway, um, so, yeah, discipline ties, ties into it as well. But let's say, for example, you're a young lad. I've sort of gone on topic there. Let's say you're a young lad and you're going into the gym. Um, and so I, I, I was pretty fat in school. And then when I went to the gym there, um, first thing I thought, right, I don't like the way I look. I don't want to be fat. I'm going to shred it down. So I shredded it down. I lost, um, um, I would jog a lot. I would do loads of exercises. Um, I would eat loads of salads. I would eat loads of meat. Um, I started searching my diet straight away. I looked into a ketogenic diet. And uh, the whole point of that is based off a 40% protein, 40% healthy fats, so that's brown fats, and 20% carbs. Protein is more focused on red meats because a lot of meats these days are very um, manufactured, they're saturated. Um, there's studies um, that suggest that a lot of the meats don't have anywhere near as much testosterone um, prior to the 21st century. There's so many chemical manufactured companies now where they produce this meat and because they, they add these chemicals to it to give it more flavor um, and they put these in these packets, which unnatural packets and how they manage them. I don't know fully much about it. But um, again, so the, the reason how I know that, that this is true is that, for example, uh, men, middle-aged men in the 40s and 50s had, I think it was um, four times the amount of testosterone as the average person, uh, average young man in his 20s does now. And noted that you're more likely going to have more testosterone when you're younger than you're older. Your testosterone levels start dipping down. I think it's by the time you're like 28. 
to in your late 20s. There's also a ton of different facts of why um, there's so many, you know, men who have low testosterone, but that's a different, a different, a completely different story. Anyway, uh, so where was I? This is one thing that I do. So I'll, because I've got so much in my head that I can talk about. I just talk for fucking days and it's so annoying. I just sound like people on the other end must be like, does this guy ever shut up? You know? Anyway, so there's that. So focus on red meats. I would even recommend you to go to the markets and buy really natural organic foods because uh, one, they're not packets. Two, there's no chemicals, no added anything to it. It's just pure meat. Um, they can be pretty expensive, but that's because how they're looked after, that they're proper clean, they're seasoned well. Um, they, you know, they're some of the main well-known meats from like pigs, cows, uh, lamb, different things like that. You also have a much uh, wider variety. And of course, that that's their business niche. So yeah, focus on that. Uh, obviously, the best meats are things like chicken, but also there's things like steak, beef, um, uh, they're really good. Um, sausage is good as well. I like to have sausage and bacon, sausage and bacon muffins in the in the morning. It's really good. Now, bacon is a very small amount of protein, but you know it's not all about protein. I do like it taste as well. You don't have to go too too hard on it. But um, yeah, if you're very serious about it, you need a good amount of protein. I think it's recommended about um. 1.5 grams of protein per your body weight in pounds. So let's say, for example, you weigh uh, 150 pounds. You need 150 pounds times an extra half. So you need 225 uh, grams of protein per day, which is quite a bit. It's quite a bit. But you would need that per day in order to grow. So, um, okay, and now onto the fats. So this is something that people won't understand. Why is Joe telling me to have fats when fats are known as the devil in terms of getting in better shape, especially in terms of getting shredded? Well, it's, so not all fat is bad for you. There's something called uh, brown fats. Um, and those are things like avocados, fish, fish oil, olive oil, um, cod, different things like that. I believe there's lots of different things here. There's even um, low-fat cheeses and low-fat butter that, that, that you can have. Uh, just make sure that it's unsaturated. Those are things that, that you can have. And the whole point of that, and that's the big part of ketogenic diet, is those brown fats are specifically used for energy purposes. So they're used to, for energy so that your body can use it so that it can be more productive in the gym. And the most efficient way in terms of exercises in the gym to build muscle as quickly and effectively as possible is the simple equation of intensity times frequency. So um, how much of a specific weight or exercise you're doing and how discomforting it is to your specific muscle, right? So as the saying goes, no pain, no gain. Your muscle fibers in your muscle tissue need to actually break down. So what happens is that you put your muscle through serious pain. So for example, my biceps are killing right now, but that's good because I know that I've done a good job. 
It takes um, roughly 40 hours for your muscles to repair. So it takes a long, long time. There are quicker ways you can repair it, such as cold showers, uh, such as, you know, managing emotion stress can have a big impact, stretch and Pilates, but it typically takes 48 hours. I've waited over 48 hours, probably about 72 hours now. My muscles still hurt. That's a good thing because the shows have done a really, really good job. I just have to leave them a bit longer. So there, there's that. Um, right. And then the, the last part is carbs. So me personally, I do not need carbs. I Carbs do not help me in, in any sort of way. Right. When I have more carbs, I literally put on more fat. I, I feel more sluggish. I have less energy. Um, I can see the extra pounds on my body. It literally does the opposite effect. But of course, you do need it because it does give you a bit of energy. So I do respect it in that manner. But me, typically, I, I try to avoid carbs as much as possible. And there's also a video um, done specifically by Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson's known for having like a meat diet. It's called a lion diet, uh, where he just has like beef and salt. Um, well, I do that. Not now, not yet, potentially the future, who knows. But that's the main, basically the diet for it. And then, uh, so if you want to get shredded, it, it's all about, so you have to do a mix of weightlifting and cardio. Now with cardio, there's two types. There's low intensity interval training and there's high intensity interval training. Low intensity interval training requires that you can do any exercise and your heartbeat has to be between 60 to 80 uh, beats per minute. Avoid any bullshit of what they say of what exercises are specific for each one. It is completely irrelevant. It's all down uniquely to you, right? If you are extremely obese and you, um, you know, you, you walk and your body weight um, you know, you walk really fast and your, your heart beats at like 90 beats per minute. And you do that every single day for like two, three months. The only thing that's going to happen is that you're not only going to lose fat, you're going to lose all the muscle that's hidden under there. And a lot of overweight people don't know this, but a lot of overweight people have a lot of muscle. The reason being is because they probably had a lot of meat and you're going to build muscle in it anyway when you put on extra pounds. That's why a lot of men do bulking. But you will lose a lot of your muscle if you don't regulate uh, the exercise that you're doing. That's why I recommend getting a, a Fitbit watch because it manages your heart rate. And that is everything when it comes to losing fat but maintaining muscle. I don't care what they say. As long as you know the metrics of it, you will have no issue in terms of shredding. Right? I know this because I've done this myself. Right, and avoid the bullshit that they say. If some PT tells you that the best way to lose weight is to go on a treadmill um, on a speed of like eight or nine for 15 minutes, three to four times per week, um, and you manage to not only lose fat but muscle as well, do not go to that PT ever again. They should know from previous course training that it all depends on your heartbeat, right? So if you're someone who's very overweight, and even the smallest of exercises, um, you know, manage your heart rate to go really high, do easier exercises, but at a more frequent rate. Remember what I said about earlier, intensity times frequency. Even if that one thing, which may seem quite easy to other people, it doesn't matter because it's your journey. 
fuck what anyone thinks, right? Like, I don't go into the gym thinking that I'm better than anyone. I don't go into the gym thinking that I'm better looking or in better shape than anyone, right? I don't give a fuck. It's my journey. It's my responsibility. If I start comparing myself or judging anyone else, what person does that make me? I'm no God, right? But I'm telling you, focus on your heart rate. Get yourself a Fitbit watch, monitor your heart rate, and you will have no problem losing fat and maintaining muscle. And then in terms of the exercises, um, a lot of it has to do with hypertrophy. So hypertrophy is determined by um, how many reps you can do. So like they recommend anywhere from 12 to 20 reps and the lighter weight, which means that it makes it the difficulty less intense. You have to do it more frequently. So for that, the intensity isn't really, intensity will come from the frequency. So focus more on the frequency with that. Um, you don't have to worry too much about full range body motion exercises like deadlifts and chest press and all that. They do help. I think they're more important for bulking exercises. Bulking is much harder than shredding, by the way. Um, but that's the main thing. Frequency over intensity for shredding, definitely. I do have to speed this. I do have to end this quickly because it's a maximum of 30 minutes time on here. Don't know why. But hopefully that explains a lot. So I'll summarize it for you. Frequency over intensity, be disciplined, build yourself a plan, get yourself a fucking heartbeat monitor and focus on that. Uh, get yourself an accountability partner, whether it be a friend or a PT. Uh, focus on mindset. Don't be demotivated. Focus, focus on yourself. It's your journey, no one else's. And that's it. So hopefully that gives you a lot of value. That's it for this episode. I'm going to go sleep now because I'm knackered. This has been your boy, Joseph Bryant. Have a good night and take care. Bye-bye.